0: I'm going to read a short passage from John 15. This is verses 18 through 21. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his lord if they have persecuted me they will also persecute you if they have not kept my saying if they if they have kept my saying they will keep yours also but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake because they know not him that sent me right. our martyr today is a 50-year-old woman From Cornwall, England named Agnes Prest. She was martyred in 1557 during the reign of Bloody Mary. Mrs. Prest had a husband and children and they were a Catholic family. However, at some point in her life, possibly during the reign of Edward VI when there was more freedom, she was exposed to teaching starkly different from Catholicism. She became, more, she became more convinced of the truth of what she was learning and of the falsehoods of the Catholic Church. However, because her husband and children were against her, she eventually separated from them and made a living by spinning. She was described by John Fox as simple, uneducated, she could not read, short, very lively, and never missed an opportunity to speak with others on religious subjects, especially transubstantiation. When looking for a martyr to bring before you today, I was impressed with her boldness, as were those who met her. Her willingness to speak openly and often attracted the attention of authorities, and she was brought before the Bishop of Exeter, The bishop said, "Thou foolish woman, I here say that thou hast spoken certain words against the most blessed sacrament of the altar, the body of Christ. Fie for shame! Thou art an unlearned person and a woman. Wilt thou meddle with such high matters which all the doctors cannot define? Wilt thou talk of so high mysteries? Keep to thy work and meddle with thy own concerns. It is no woman matter to be prated about while carding and spinning." If it be as I am informed, thou art worthy to be burned. He then asked, "'Art thou not a man's wife?' She answers, "'I have a husband and children, and yet I have them not. So long as I was at liberty, I refused neither husband nor children, but now, standing as I do, in the cause of Christ and His truth, where I must either forsake Christ or my husband, I am content to cleave only to Christ, my heavenly spouse, and to renounce the other. For my Savior has said, He that leaveth not father or mother, brother or sister, or husband or wife for my sake cannot be my disciple. The Bishop. Christ spake that of the holy martyrs who died because they would not sacrifice to false gods. Mrs. Prest, surely, sir, and I will rather die than I will worship that foul idol which with your mass you make a god. "'Bishop, dare you say that the sacrament of the altar is a foul idol?' Mrs. Prest, "'Yea, truly, there was never such an idol as your sacrament is made by your priests and commanded to be worshipped of all men with many fantastic fooleries, when Christ did command it to be eaten and drank in remembrance of his most blessed death for our redemption. "'Bishop, alas, poor woman, thou art deceived.' Mrs. Prest, if you will give me leave, I will declare a reason why I will not worship the sacrament, as if she hadn't already. (laughs) Bishop, say thy mind. Mrs. Prest, I will demand of you whether you can deny your own creed, which says that Christ perpetually sits at the right hand of his Father, both body and soul, till he come again, or whether he be there as our advocate and intercedes for us with God as his Father, if it be so... He is not here on earth in a piece of bread. Amen. If he is not here, and if he do not dwell in temples made with hands, why do we seek him here? Amen. If he did offer his body once for all, why make you a new offering? Amen. If with one offering he make all perfect, why do you, with a false offering, make all imperfect? I love her. If, if he to be worshiped in spirit and truth, why do you worship a piece of bread? If he be eaten and drank in faith and truth, and if his flesh be not profitable to be amongst us, why do you say that you seek his body and flesh and that it is profitable for body and soul? Alas, I am a poor woman, but I would rather, but rather than I would do as you do, I would live no longer. I have said, sir. Okay, so the bishop again returns to the subject of her family and asks her about her family and how she learned these things. She says, Wheresoever I was, as oft as I could, upon Sundays and holidays, I made excuses not to go to the Popish Church, but to the true church. Bishop, the true church? What dost thou mean? (laughs) Mrs. Prest, Not your Popish Church, full of idols and abominations, but where two or three are gathered together in the name of God. To that church will I go as long as I live. Shortly after, they sent... They sent for her husband, who offered to take her home, if she would renounce her heretical opinions. But this she steadily refused to do, declaring that she could not betray the cause of her Savior, for which she now stood before the bishop and his priests. Several of the Romish clergy undertook to persuade her to acknowledge the real presence of the body of Christ in the sacrament, but to all their arguments, she replied, it is nothing but very bread and wine, and you ought to be ashamed to say that a piece of bread which ferments and molds and which may be eaten by mice or burnt in the fire is changed by man into the natural body of Christ. God, God's own body will not be so handled nor kept in prison in boxes and cups. Let it be your God, it shall not be mine. My Savior sits at the right hand of God and doth pray for me. They told her that the devil had deceived her. No, said she, I trust that the living God hath opened my eyes and caused me to understand the right use of the blessed sacrament, which the true church doth use, but the false church doth abuse. At this point of the discussion, an old friar stepped forward <clears throat> and asked her, What do you say of the holy pope? Her reply was, I say that he is Antichrist and the devil. At this answer, they all very heartily laughed. Nay, continued she, you have more need to weep than to laugh and to be sorry that ever you were born to become the chaplains of that harlot of Babylon. I defy him and all his falsehoods. Get you away from me. You only trouble my conscience. You would have me follow your doings. I will first lose my life. I pray you be gone. Obviously, they could not make any headway with her. She was eventually uh, turned over to the secular power. She was then delivered to the sheriff, and in the midst of an immense crowd of spectators was led to the place of execution outside the walls of the city of Exeter. Here again the Romish priests assaulted her, but she refused to listen to anything they wished to say and begged them not to disturb her anymore. While being tied to the stake and while the flames were all around her, she displayed a holy and cheerful courage. Her last prayer was, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Thus did she die, exhibiting a most noble faith, example of faith and constancy, united with Christian simplicity and humility. Her holy Redeemer was present while she glorified Him in the fire of martyrdom and conveyed her immortal spirit to His own throne, eternally to participate in His joy. Amen.